Welcome back, everybody. Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast, officially powered by Rackaholic Outdoors, the true whitetail scents and cover scents made from an Indiana deer farm, 100% made by deer, from the deer to the bottle. Recommend that whitetail bedding scent. Also, best. Yes. Also, shout out AAA Shooting Supply in Laoto, Indiana. They have your gun, ammo, and archery needs. And tonight, we have back Matt Dawson. Matt, how are you? Howdy, howdy. Doing pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, it's getting to be that time. I don't know about you, but I have the itch. I mean, I've had the itch since it closed, but we're, <laughs> we're fast approaching this season. I got the itch. I got the itch bad, yes. Uh, two weeks ago, almost two weeks ago, got married. Yes, you did. Congratulations Most again. Greatest woman in the entire world. She has... That's awesome. Completely blown my mind. And I held off, and I held off on deer stuff until after the wedding. We got married. It's go time. It's go time. Yep. I've been on deer for the last week. I'm telling you, dude. Yes. It's been a wild time. Uh, It's been too long. I hate the wait. Yep. From when antlers fall off at the end of February... And you gotta wait clear till July when you start seeing what they're gonna be. It starts getting interesting again. And I just I love running trail cams. Oh yeah. I run them from now until the end of February. We uh we went and checked up on the reduction zone property, the camera, and uh because I I didn't want to let that thing soak all summer and then you know there'd be some kind of malfunction. So it's been sitting since uh, Father's Day. That's when we went up there. So we went up there as a family to check the cards. Um, pretty sure, which the picture that it showed was like June 28th. So he really wasn't all the way grown out. But looking at his bases, I'm kind of assuming it's the deer that I missed last year. Recognizable, you think? It's yeah. I, I mean, already. I mean, he comes out. He's already at his ears. But that was that was June 28th, I believe, is when it caught him on camera. Um, you beat me. You started before I did. <laughs> I was busy. Well, and uh, I was going to put a cell camera up there but then because of, you know, fuel and all that stuff. But um, I think I'm going to go back probably end of August, check it one more time, and then I'll pull it again September 15th when I go hunt it. Just to get a good idea. That's a long wait. That's wait a long, long. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm staying out. Uh, I'm going to shoot my bow in the meantime. I'm going to make sure there's no more fallen trees at this property. Had to clean some up uh, this week with my boys out there. There's been more trees fall mm-hmm. than I can remember in a long time. For those of you that don't know, Indiana has been plagued with some hellacious storms here lately. And uh, it's <laughs> yes, really, really changed the scenery up a little bit out there yes. in the woods. Yes, it has. <laughs> um. So, going in with uh, cameras on your end, what do you have hung, and uh, have you seen anything cool yet? Uh, Last Saturday, it all began for me. Okay. I went to the food plot we've created and built behind Dad's house for the last four years. It's been the fourth year for it. And I put out the corn, got some of that analogic made my dreary outdoors okay and I dumped the corn dumped a 40 pound bag on the ground 
Then I dump the Enelogic on top of it. I just sprinkle it. <laughs> it's like sprinkles on ice cream. Mm-hmm. So you just sprinkle it on there. And then tip for anybody. Just buy your regular bag of sugar. Oh, like Grab Domino? that sugar. Sprinkle that on top. They love sugar. I got... I ran camera from there from Saturday. I couldn't take it no longer. I checked it Wednesday. Okay. So give it four nights. Four nights. I had a thousand fifty pictures. Holy crap! Yeah, a lot of the same deer every night. Yes, but they were there every night. We got a pretty good ten pointer. It's got some stickers. Right now, if the stickers are out past an inch. Might be looking at 14. Use a mainframe 10. He's a little thick, not real wide, just past his ears, but he goes up. He's thick and Tall. goes up. Yep. So, didn't have a name for him, but I recognized him from last February, late season, when I was feeding him through to get him through winter. Okay. And it's a great time to do the cameras as well. After season's over, put the corn back out. They come in there, you can get inventory of what survived and what died. That's a good idea. What's missing. So you kind of know for the next year if they don't get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. I hope. But uh, didn't make a name for this one last February because he just showed up in late season, didn't see him at all. Previous, he had a G3 broke and he was narrow and tall. Looks exactly like the same deer, he's just bigger this year. So. My new wife said, well, he's as thick as a snicker. Thicker than a snicker. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, thicker than a snicker. So she named him. We call him Snicker. Okay. Nice. That's a new one for this year. But as far as that, that's the only one I've seen so far. Looks like it could be four and a half this year before it's finished. We still have a month to go. Oh, yeah. They ain't done. They're not done. It's, Every week of all, <laughs> it's wild. Like, yeah, the ones that popped up on my camera that there was four of them that caught my eye so far, and like I said, they're not like you were just saying they're not by any means out to their potential yet, but they're like they're pretty solid right now. Yeah, and, to the point now where you can pretty much guess what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. You show them how much you're going to put on in four more weeks. We got one that has the same genetics of what the neighbor killed last year where his antlers just go straight out they don't wrap and they, they like go up dude disappeared. yeah that was a nice deer <laughs> i have not seen him since yeah that's the picture for this podcast for tonight that he might deer, show up you never know it's still I early because i've heard so many different stories of why they disappear they could come back or they could be dead or this or that you know, he'd be six and a half this year if he did come back. Last year was five and a half, and he was a giant. It might be one of those freak deals where you're just sitting up there and boom. Yeah. You got to be ready for that. But he was just, he was consistent for three straight years. I followed that deer. Got one set of his sheds. Could never find the other two big ones. And the last time I saw him was last August, and he was just, which is the picture you have for tonight. So I never got to see him finish. Never got to see him hard horn, but. He had a lot going on. Maybe, uh, which I I delivered a, a lot of Amish or whatever. And this one place I go specifically, they just have racks on racks on racks on racks. So then in the back of your mind is like, is, 
did somebody kill him and not post them and not whatever, you know, not blow it up, which that could be a thing. I mean, everybody's different, yeah, you know. Most, most Amish don't do pictures, so. Yeah, I mean, he could still be in there, dude. I but, mean, he could just be backdooring your camera, you never know. Around Little Leesburg, if that big a deer got shot, word would get out, people would find out. There's a lot of people seen him. Oh, really? Track of him, yeah. He was very dark. That's kind of that's like the one kind of nice thing with hunting with these neighbors over here is like we all see the same deer. So it's like, oh, I saw so and so, or I saw this really nice. Yep. I mean, everybody names them different, you know. Oh yeah. So like they might not tell you what his name is or anything, but um, I'm I'm really excited this year. This is the most daylight pictures I've had of bucks this early, and uh, like I said, when I first saw the logging project. On the the property that butts up to mine, I felt, I mean, almost almost teared up about it. I was sad, you know. And we talked about that way back when when it was yep. discovered. Yep. And you were sad about it. I was. And I told you. I said, this could possibly be the best thing for you. It is the thickest, nastiest, and there's all kinds of daylight hitting this stuff. There's foliage everywhere. Creek runs through it. Yep. I mean, it's just stupid. And now, like I said, we I've counted nine different bucks so far. And it's only July. The river bottom I hunt so, over by Leesburg on Tippy River. Um, yeah, they logged that out in like 2012 or 2013. I thought the same thing you did. Well, every year it kept growing bigger and bigger after they logged it out. And it's, it's thick. Blessing it's in disguise. Yeah, it's so thick in there and the deer are in there. Now they got all kinds of low brow to eat, you know. Yes. I mean, which they already ate the honey, you know, they already eat the honeysuckle that we have, but now they have more shelter, more. They got everything they need right there. Now just wait till you walk into your stand because it's so thick and it's above your head you can't see. Five feet from you, one jumps up and takes off. Oh you my god! Your stand when you're trying to get it. it. Scares the crap out. Of you. Oh yeah, I did that in the swamp last year. There was one bedded right by my stand, dude, and it just ran through the water. I about mm-hmm. died. <laughs> I about yeah, died. Dead quiet. I was like, yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So, what time of year are you looking at in the off season? Which I know I'm sure this probably varies or whatever for different people, but because. Like we've been saying, it's really early for pictures right now. And these these groups are going to end up finding their niche. You know what I mean? Yes, like, they are. But the pictures now just let you know what's in the area. Because mm-hmm. that's how we... there? No. Are they going to be in the area? Yes. Because the buck we killed last year, we looked at a picture from August. That was the last picture we had of him. Mm-hmm. And that was the one I killed opening day a rifle. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <coughs> They will eventually find their way back. Now, it depends if Joe's going to lead them back or not. Oh, that's what's cool, too. Uh, I had pictures of of Doe with two fawns on my camera back there. So that's nice to know that nothing's been getting them. Uh, last year, we didn't really see many does at all. Um, so this year, I'm hoping that kind of changes. There's a lot more doe pictures and... and buck pictures and well yeah all the low thick foliage there's going to be more deer there's just more for to eat on yeah 
don't know if I told you this, but there was a bed close to our new set stand back there. And Colton and I were like, holy crap, they're coming. <laughs> they're just, I don't know how we're going to get in there. We keep talking about, you know, we're going to have to go in there like an hour and a half, two hours early maybe in the dark in the morning. I don't know. I've tried that, and you still. You still get them? Well, yeah, that's when they're up. So, yeah, I don't. It's, it's really hard to do that, but pull it off if you can. Some of the times. happens, you just. Sometimes they come back though like I know from hunting up north my uncle we would go in stupid early pump deer out like almost run into them and then right before daylight you start hearing the crunch 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 you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I think if you don't like negatively impact them and then you sit there and wonder is that a dog? is that a buck yeah is that a four point is that a 180? <laughs> yeah. What is coming through? I cannot <laughs> see. Yeah. And your mind just... Races. Bloods you. Um, so do you have any kind of different uh, approach you're taking to this season? Or you got preset stands that in the same locations? or stands still in the same location. I have two stands available to do anything I want with. Still sitting at home and I have two ground blinds. So if you got to make a move, you can do it. Yes. Nice. Yes, I do. Um, I threw a camera up at Claypool, my other good spot. Didn't get that up till Tuesday. I checked it today before I came here, hoping there would be something on it. No. I only give it three days, and it's not like the food plot at Dad's. It's more, I don't know, remote in the middle of the field, just a little pothole. But they go through it. And once they find the feed, they'll be in there. But just had a little fork horn and a couple of does. Well, at least you had the rain to work with, wash away scent and shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So that ain't a bad time that to go did, check no, them. That did help. But what I'm looking for, again this year in Claypool, which I know one of them is still alive. Because me and the landowner found a shed. Dang. Landon, one of them was in his front yard. And the other one was just on a small strip of his woods that wraps around the front of his house. High tower. Holy last year. moly. Yep. The monster eight. Remember him? Yeah, he's. he's. I got three years with him, too. He's tall and thick, dude. That's four and a half. This year's going to be five and a half. He's going to be a stud. He was already a stud. This is what I'm trying. I was hoping he's going to be on there already. But then from Claypool, we still got Tank, the old yep. deer. Nah, Big that's seven. a good one, too. Yep. I, these deer I want to see again. And then Superman. Humongous white. I like how that rack lays back on his head. Yeah, from from his base. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Judas Priest. So those are the three from Claypool that I am still after. And somebody got a shot at Superman across the street Dang. in their section. But they wounded him and couldn't find him. So hopefully he survived. Hopefully. But the camera's running for I'm hoping to see him. I'm hoping to see Tank. And I'm hoping to see Hightower for sure. Because... 
everybody's after Hightower this year. Gotcha. Yeah, we haven't. That's Hightower from two years ago. Yeah, you can definitely tell it's him. Yeah, when I first, uh, here he was, there he was almost hard horned. That's, dude, his beams are so thick. His, yeah, we got, oh yeah, it was really, yeah, oh, there's the best close up I got of him, looking straight at the camera. That's awesome. That's awesome. But then here's the one I'm waiting to see again at Dad's. Biggest six I've ever seen in my life. Dude, those brow tines are like 25 inches. <laughs> that, for the forever. people that can't see this, his brow tines are literally as... They're, they're even with his G2s and G3s. Like, that's dumb. <laughs> that's like a field goal post, dude. Just a six. <laughs> and he did something to... And he also has a hook that comes off with a drop, drop. that hangs down. Yes. Yep. Dude, that is wild. That's the biggest six I've ever seen. I've watched him grow for two years, and I haven't seen him yet at Dad's. But I'm still waiting to see that six-point that Colton and I seen last year. That was a big six. His brows were not that tall, but, dude, he was. It's just wild. I, something about those big sixes. There's. <laughs> I know. There's something unique. about it. Something Everybody about it. One. Yep. Well, what'd you kill? Oh, a six-pointer. Oh, no. No, no. The six-pointer's got more inches than your eight. That's exactly right. These are the kind of sixes that you, yeah. Um. So I was... Oh. And then there's the only buck so far from behind Dad's. That's a nice one. Snicker. Snicker. Thicker than a snicker. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't named ours yet because they're still growing. Nice. That's sick, but we we have two two bucks that Colton's joked and said that they're brothers. So they're polar opposites of each other. How their racks are already growing out. Um, you can you can see. Just a second, everybody. <laughs> Picture time. So here's a good picture of them, but you can kind of see how their racks are mirror like differences like oh yeah the one side's like that and the other side's like like the left side matches the other buck's right side like it, it's insane you know what i yeah, mean you sent me this picture it didn't even dawn on me i mean they're they're damn near polar opposites of each other so colton was joking he's like those are the two brothers twins that's crazy i have not seen that so i don't know what they're gonna turn into be but they're definitely wide, and they go up. Um, so does that mean you have to kill them both? Yeah, <laughs> dude, that would be so sick. But uh, where's he at? Yeah, so the characteristics of the one that was shot out here last year, where he just goes out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that'll be an interesting one to see as well. It might be a uh, uprights 2.0. <laughs> that might be his name. Could be. <laughs> but uh no so we're gonna we're gonna wait for the next card pull because hopefully by then there's more distinguishable features that we can you know pull off of this off their beams because a lot of them kind of look the same but they're they're not like i said we have four different bucks um so far that 
man, I'd be tickled pink. But there's there's even younger ones in there that are not bad deer. Um, but obviously the main goal starting out, I mean, I'm going to be very picky. But once, oh, that, yeah. once that second week of gun, like I always say, then I start dropping standards because I know how reality is and we're here to fill the freezer, so... Yeah, and by the second week of gun season, they're all scared to death and hiding. So, yeah, I always try to get it all done before then. Yeah. My other goal for this year, I have not shot a buck with my bow since my big one in 2019. So, that's my main. <laughs> I really want to smack another one with with the bow. Well, I haven't since 20. I've shot does with them, hella does yeah. with them. <laughs> but something about, you know, I mean, you know how it is. Uh I mean, hell, we we breathe for that. With a bow or a gun, I get it with a truck. <laughs> so I totally got screwed on that deal. But <laughs> it was one of the ones I was after. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I know Colton's goal this year. He said that he's wanting to take one with his uh, crossbow because he hasn't shot one with any any kind of bow yet. So uh, he's pretty jacked about that. And uh, we got a lot of stuff coming. I mean. I can't wait to see what other bucks still show up. Does he have a compound bow? No, he shoots a uh, Centerpoint CP400. So it's like the Raven. It's literally like the Raven. It's like the same company. Is his shoulders okay? Is his shoulders okay? Yeah. It was one of them deals last year. Okay, so so he bought... This is what happened. So he rifle hunted with me for a while. He wanted to get into a bow. My uncle was selling his old Barnett for like 100 bucks. Something like that. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you fuck. I mean, a hundred bucks. That's cheap. So he bought it. And then uh, the second year he hunted with it, maybe. Yeah. It blew up in the stand one night when he was trying to shoot a doe. The cams blew up. And they don't make parts for him because it was so old. I remember you telling yep. me this. Yes. So then he was like, well, it's still bow season. What am I going to do? So he went in there. Bowman's Archery, and they sold him a Centerpoint CP400. That thing's like a laser beam. He wants to shoot compound, but uh, just kind of how the events played. I mean, he didn't have time to go shoot a, you know what I mean? Like, we're out here right now flinging arrows. You know what I mean? I'm going to be. You're going to be. You ain't flinging. Dude, I've been so busy. Yeah, it's You've been not busy. like me. I have not flung arrows yet. I'm getting to it this week. I, I got I got quite you know go, it's still Hoyt, but going from that Charger to the Venom, I've had to tweak a little bit of things for how I shoot. Like, uh, I mean, obviously that it's not going to hit just like it did for you, you know. So right. I, I've been tweaking the the HHA Tetra one pin or single pin sight. Um, I'm feeling pretty comfortable now. I shot what was it the other night? I think it was 70 yards. I was standing in the driveway and flung it back there, smacked it. Couldn't have hit the, my that little fuck that. Uh, that the little video thing you did. Yeah. Well, that one was like at at like thirty yards. But when I shot, I shot at seventy before that, and I was shooting at my three D deer out there, which is like the size of a fawn. It's like the buck, whatever. Oh, I know they make deer foam targets so small. Yeah, and so I fl- I fling this arrow. I watch it go, really focused in on it. And I see my 3D target just move. And I go down there, and it's right in the boiler room, 70 yards. Which, I'm not going to take that in the field, but I always like to stretch out my practice shots so that when it is 
go time, you know, 40 yards ah. or, you know, 30 yards. You know, you don't have to really think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you can touch them off 70, 80 yards, I really like practicing from 60. Something about 60. I, I always practice 60, but I was like, screw this, let's go another 10. And so just because that's going to show your error, stretching out them long shots, you know. You really got to really gotta dial that in. Um, but like I said, it's been <clears> – <throat> I was shooting really good, 30, 40 yards, and then something happened. I don't know if my form came back. Like, you know what I mean? Like getting back in the groove. But, like, I picked up the bow again and started taking shots. And uh, it, I was hitting left, like hitting left, hitting left. I'm like, what? So I don't know if my muscle memory finally bent back to where I need to be. Or, you didn't change anything, did you? No. Wait till the next day and try it again. Mm-hmm. So went back out, shot, still hitting a little bit of left. So I bumped the side over to the left, and now I'm, I'm, I'm just zipping them in there. So I don't know what. Um, everything was snug on the bow, but I think I think maybe I finally found my. What are you using for alignment? Anything on the string? Kisser. Because I knew you said you were the peep. I still don't shoot peep. I shoot better without the peep. That's just me. I'm so glad I made that change. It, you don't you don't even know like hey if it helps why not and I get more more light in there last light I mean I need I, to change this year too what'd you do I switched to a whisker biscuit there you go the old whisker nothing wrong with people. that not I know I've I've never used one I've always been one of these you know techie guys and get the fancy dropaways and this and that well that fancy dropaway killed me last year. Yep, I remember that. Deer that yep. there with the truck. But, yeah, still got them. But no, I, I switched to Whisker Biscuit. Nothing wrong with that. So my RX-7 has got a $40 Whisker Biscuit on it. And we're going to hunt with it, and we're going to kill deer. Well, you know what's, that, what's good about the Whisker Biscuit is it, it's one more or less moving part. Exactly. That was my thought. And, you know... When I when I went into that Hoyt Charger, it had a drop away, and I just rode with it. And then I got your your old Venom 30, and uh, I bought a QAD, put it on there, drop away. Which I, I might, who knows? Next year I might go back to the Whisker Biscuit. Nothing wrong with that. I shot Whisker Biscuit forever. Um, I think it was just one of those things where it was on my bow, and you know, it would have been a lot cheaper. I listened to other podcasts and stuff, and plus, you had, uh, what was his name on? He was talking about his whisker biscuits, that's all he ever shoots. My uncle? Yeah. Mario? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, Mario. Yes. That's what really got me thinking about it. Plus, a lot of older hunters, they'll talk about it too. I've heard it on other podcasts. It's like, everybody thinks whisker biscuits are so cheap, and... No. It's going to screw you over, but... It's probably shot more deer than a drop away. Yeah. And it's reliable. Yep. It's moving parts. Yep. Your arrow is always in there. If you got to get down out. and go, yeah. Yeah. Um, you so know... We're going to light it up this week, and I'll be back on here and let you know how it's doing. Yeah. I've... Nothing wrong with them. Um, 
I'm not. Right. I'm not changing now because I'm already. You know what I mean. Correct. Um, I also wanted to shoot heavier arrows this year, but I just didn't get money around to do it. So I'm gonna ride with these again this season. My 300 spine Easton arrows. Um, I'm still shooting the arrows I've had the last couple of years. Yep. Ted Nugent's. Gold tip. Can't, can't, yep, can't go wrong. Um, for sure I had them, I shot 400s. They were heavy, or 300s. They were pretty heavy. And then I switched to 400s last year. And still using them. Yep. Nothing wrong with 400. No. So, yeah, when I mean. I'm stocked. I got like. 24 of them, two dozen. Can't beat that. No. Yeah, I'm I'm ripping those 300s, and uh, hopefully I don't need to buy more arrows. But uh, well, next year could be a different story. Yeah, next year will be different. Your, uh, your buddy, killing sticks. Yeah, <laughs> killing sticks that we met at uh, Wabash. Yeah. Yeah, he talked to him for a while. And you got me thinking. Those ventilators or whatever they are. Yeah, and they're not that expensive. Versus six Ted Nugent's for two hundred dollars. Jeez. Yeah, a half a dozen's two hundred bucks. That's and that's wild. What was killing sticks for six of them? Eighty bucks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it <clears throat> change coming. Um. I know you got your. I'm gonna really, I'm gonna do it. I know you got your your savage last year, right? Yeah, I love it. You're still gonna roll with that, obviously. I'm sure. That's the last chance, but yeah, if it breaks out, there's deer going down. It's already proven itself. Yep. My all-time favorite gun. All right, they ain't bad guns. But gotta shoot the red tip hornadays. Yep. Yeah, those. You don't do that. You're screwed. I just Found bought. I bought 200 rounds of 300 blackout uh, from a guy that reloads them around here, and so that's going to be the new 300 blackout rig. When I use that, I take that more to reduction zone than anything. Mostly because I see a lot more coyotes up there, and uh, trying to wipe out a squad with a break action Thompson Center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty hard to do. <laughs> so, I I love my break action Thompson Center. That thing, that thing's killed me more. It's shot more deer than I have. That's you know if I if I can pass a gun to somebody in the that's what I did with Colton. It was that time it was special antlerless, but he still had his bow tag for a buck. Yeah. So I was like, bring your bring your bow. I'm bringing because I'm doe hunting. I'm bringing my 308, and sure enough, you know, he had to take a hundred and some odd yard shot, and I, I handed him the gun while he hands me the crossbow, and he, he dropped it right there. So, I mean, it just... Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> Pl- plug and play. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Didn't get much easier than that. No. Not at all. Speaking of special antlerless, I was looking at dates today. They are bringing it back. Are they? Now, here's the kicker, though. What will the map show? Last year, the uh, the season was closed for special antlerless. Yes, it was. But all the counties had two, and that's what two bonus deer, which that's what gets you into the special antlerless if you have a two quota. Mm-hmm. So, will those numbers stay the same this year? I don't know. But what was pretty cool, I went on that DNR website, 
and you can go county by county. I didn't know if you knew this, but <coughs> it has data of deer killed since like 2007. And you can watch it go down, up, down, up. Yeah. And there's even that. like the, uh, like our county, there's 114 deer on a square mile here. But, and I looked at Whitley County and it was 63. So there's a difference. That was off of last year's data. And it shows the county and it's got green dots everywhere. But my whole thing with those data is I don't know how accurate that is because there's so many city deer. Like, how how are they counting? Are they just going off of kill records to try to base a number? I think there's a whole hell of a lot more deer than what they're saying per mile. Mm, I don't know. Because you really don't see that many when you drive around the country. Unless they're going out there with thermals at night and <coughs> counting deer. Well, they'd have to. That's when they come out. I mean, that's what most of us don't see. And maybe they are. Unless you're running cameras. But yeah, 114 deer per square mile. I don't know. Uh, that's what they said for this county. So uh, that's like what a mile by mile by mile by mile yeah. lot. I don't know. No, man, research it. I'd love to see how many deer are just like in the woods at like one time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just like an actual count. Like which woods? This one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I wonder how that would work, but, um, well, I will say, I run a camera around Dad's, the most bucks i ever seen in one year hit that spot was 14. Seriously? 14 different bucks in one year. That's wild. Mm-hmm. And last year, that kind of died off a little bit, because I lost three of the big ones I ain't seen since last August, but... There's a bunch of little ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we ran into in reduction on this year. Every time we went out, we were just covered up in bucks. And, I mean, they were all smaller deer, but it's like, all right, another year went by. You know, I mean, how much how much longer until we got 10 shooters running around? You know what I mean? Well, for small, you can count on at least three years. And then they're going to start getting ballsy and probably start pushing new areas and all that shit so and you pray they don't get hit by a car chasing a doe or whatever they're trying to do yep but uh i tried we tried uh me and my buddy from work we tried looking at uh reserve or reserve hunts yeah for like state parks and uh i think it's because we don't have our deer tags yet because i had all my stuff lined up for dove and I put in for the reserve dove hunt up at Mongo, the, the lottery draw or whatever. Mm-hmm. But with with the deer hunts, uh, there looked like there was less state parks that were doing it this year. So I don't know what that means, but they, they added two different ones. And I'm not going to say on here because <laughs> I really want to put in on one of them. But uh, oh. it's not really a state park. Two of them are not really state parks. They're more of uh, campuses. Let's just say that. So public land, uh, nature preserves. 
Nature preserves. Okay. So I don't know what's going on for that scenario, but that's what they got two of them. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're going up to Michigan this weekend to Bill's the plant food plot. Try to get some uh, some leafy green stuff up there for him, and hopefully it, it turns out okay. Um, he went up there earlier this week, mowed it down with the tractor, and we're gonna till it up. So good. Well, we planted ours about a month ago. Got a hold of some uh, corn and soybeans. That's so dope. And how'd you just, plant? How'd you plant those? Did you use like a hand spreader and just like? Whip yep. them out there. Oh, so they're not even in rows. It's just no, uh, it's so it sick. Scattered. That's so sick, dude. You this go- is not a formatted field. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All we ever had is a hand crank spreader. You strap on your shoulders. <laughs> yep, it hangs off your chest with a bag. Yeah. You put the seed in there. You start walking. You start cranking. That's so dope. He loves to do it. You know how thick that's gonna that's gonna yeah. be wild, dude. Yeah. You'll have to send me a picture of that. I can't wait. And then what's cool about that too is like, say you with your blind you had to fuck you had to get in it. I mean you could knock stalks over, put it. I mean you could literally sit in the corn. Yeah. And just, I mean that just wild. But the awesome thing is, there's two big long fence rows behind that food plot. One runs to County Road, the other one runs to County Road, and it's all been planted. It's all pine trees. Oh, so all you gotta boy. do is cut a couple limbs out, sink your ground blind in those pine trees. Boom, you're done. That'd be wild. And dude. we tilled it and planted it to where the last four years we've always had a four-wheeler trail that goes around it completely on the outside. So it is quiet walking. That's epic. Yes. But this is the first year for actual field corn and soybeans. So we're excited. Did you guys just mix them together, or what, or what? How'd you do that? Or did you separate no, it? No, Dad separated. Okay. And we put a big L in corn. Okay. To block off houses and the road. Nice. So secluded. Yes. And then the beans are in between the pine trees and the corn in the middle. And you guys could even walk probably behind that corn and be blocked, right? Oh yeah, four wheel trail goes right past the corn. That's sick. Because we got two acre plot right here. And this is the fence row, and that's the fence row makes a big L. Four-wheel trail goes right around the whole entire plot, and then back out to the house. So you can just walk that right back there and not make a noise. And then you got the frontage of the corn blocking you. Plot so screen. Laying in there, it's just grass you're walking, so it's quiet. That's so nice. Make sure to keep the trails nice and clean and quiet. That's yeah. nice. So, first year for corn and beans, we are excited. Finally got rain today. It has rained for what five, six hours now. Yeah, nice rain. Just sprouted corn first of the week, so I'm hoping it'll suck up this rain. And oh yeah, it'll, keep going. it'll blow up. I'm anxious to see what it's going to turn into. Uh, so you talked about keeping trails clean, and last year, right before opening day of gun season, um, I cleared a leaf trail from my grandpa's pond to the stand Colton was sitting in just so he had a quiet walk in the morning which it was windy that morning anyway which helped me out tremendously but uh I've heard people talk about this so like with the stand that we the double set that we hung 
we have to go deep back in there. We're walking the trail that Grandpa brush hogs and whatnot. He just did that the other day, which is awesome. And then deer were coming in after him. But uh, what's your take on going out there with a rake and raking that all the way to that stand? Because I've heard people say, well, then all of a sudden you have a bare patch of dirt and the deer are like, what? Or, I mean, what what do you think? Because it's in the middle of the woods. And like, I've never attempted it and I've actually never thought of it. I just take my time and walk quiet. With a little flashlight in hand, mm-hmm. or the bow. Now. Yeah, talk about Either that way. that quiver so they know real quick. <laughs> well, yeah, anybody that's a bow hunter should know about the uh, Trophy Ridge quivers that light up green. They're awesome in the dark. Deer can't see green lights, so they put yeah. green lights in them. You can just have it attached to your quiver on the bow and point it down and walk in. Yep. So we have that on our bows now. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. But yeah, I just I just wondered if it would even if it's even worth making that difference because I've walked deep I was before told too. Never disturb the area more than you have to. That's what I was taught. That's what I've always went by. Now, if I'm just going to hunt in the woods versus the food plot, that's two different strategies. Food plot, they're used to it. They know tractors back there planting it. We mow the paths. They walk on the paths we mow. So yeah. They're used to it. Now, you have another spot. It's the woods, and you walk in there. You start fiddle-farting around. You know, yeah, you could disturb it because that's something that doesn't get disturbed all the time. It's a woods. I'm probably just going to leave it then. Yeah, my reduction zone's like that. Not 90% of... Now, it wouldn't hurt to get sticks out of the way. Right. With the leaves, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, you've heard deer walk in the mm-hmm. dark. Sometimes they walk slow, step by step. Sometimes they just straight through. Mm-hmm. Just walk like that. And uh, if the, you want to get even more clever, just walk on your tiptoes. <laughs> or the old fucking the heel to toe. Yeah. Roll on your feet. Them. Yep. Just doom, doom. yeah. So ain't got no heel to toe. What I hate is muck boots. Those things are. I I feel like those are hard to. I mean, you really got to take your time, especially, especially with the swamp stand I have back here. It, as soon as I cut back there, I'm, I'm pretty quiet, but that is so mossy and just, I mean, well, it's a swamp. So, like, you'll get into a spot where you go down, and then you pull your foot out, and it's like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, try, I try to ride as high up as I can, but there's it's all brush. It's all thick, you know, so it's like... And then you get up in the stand and, uh, you know, you hear him walking in the water behind you and you're like, what the? But I, I didn't blow anything out going back there. I mean, I've had them scatter. You know, I've had them bump. But, you know, then you let the woods die down and then you start hearing them walk through the water behind you. Well, that spot in Claypool last year's season was flooded. It's been flooded for seven months. Finally, the water went down enough to start feeding there again to see what we got. But... It was flooded during the rut. I just took it slow and walked through the water to get to my stand. It was quiet. I had ducks floating past me. (laughs) No, no joke. That's dope. Yeah, just a pothole with a few trees in it. And the center of it had water in it. It was like, you know, almost up to your knee. That's epic. But 
I just took my time to walk through it. No crunching, no sticks breaking. Plus you're secluded from the woods. There's a big open field around it, so mm-hmm. yeah, it seemed to work out pretty good. Uh, so the swamp could be in your favor. With with the swamp, I really wish I had a pair of like. But see, I wonder how this would work if I had a way like with hip waders, which I could. If I could go like another fifty yards, just straight back, because they cut across the middle too, and uh, those hip waders heavy. I don't know. It's been so long since I put them <laughs> on, dude. Well, and then it's like you get there, and then what? Are you hunting hip waders? Like, yeah. And then if you kill one, then what? Yeah. yeah well, that you I already floated out. I already was okay with losing an arrow because I knew that was going to happen. I mean, well, actually, it might stick up, but because uh, now that's what's nice about going in this year. I know where to be looking when the sun comes up. Yeah. Had that? Had I known that before? I would have probably killed him, but um, I think what's cool about those swamps too, they like hanging out back there because, and I didn't really think about it, but they're going to hear anything that comes into that water. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they're out there just in the woods, I mean, something could sneak up. But in the water, I mean, that's going to be hard. Especially coyote, I doubt a coyote's going to try to make that trek. No, I'm, you heard deer in the water? Sounds like an elephant coming through there. <laughs> I I had a few that were I had a few that were like and this was before daybreak but it was just like it was almost like a canoe like someone paddle on a canoe. I mean it no Oh yeah, and then they don't sink. It goes like mid shin for them, but my buddies when we went out there goose hunting and duck hunting, they were throwing decoys out there and it's like almost to their chest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, now how in the well they got those poles. That's right. They were built for it. I still don't get how they don't get frostbite, but <laughs> it's whatever. I don't either, because they ain't nothing on there but bone. And like, especially can't. their nose. Yeah. I don't know. It's just how they're made. It's crazy. But I'm definitely going to be hitting that swamp stand opening day of a rifle season. Because that double set, it's still going to be too thick with the honeysuckle by that time. Like, it was so green last year. Think so? Oh, yeah. I got pictures where we're kneeling in front of a 12-foot wall of honeysuckle. Dang. Oh, dude, it's tall. You used to be able to see through it. No way for a bow shot. For, uh... For the swamp. You're going to wait till gun season for the swamp? Well, I might... I might... I might go out there a couple mornings if... If we're not hitting that. The other stand. Um... But if we're going together, I mean, we're probably going to sit in the same tree. Because if he if he went to the double set and I went to the swamp stand, we're probably only like 60 yards from each other. Mm-hmm. He's up on a higher elevation. I'm down by the water, which, I mean, we could kick something to each other, but I don't know. I think it'd be one of them deals where it's like... Well, last season you wanted to wait till gun season. I think I got you talked into going in there beforehand. Yeah, you did. Uh-huh. I think my first sit was mid-October. Yeah. And that's when I saw massive. I know they're walking... They're lazy in there. They're not rutting yet. And no. They're passing through, and it's a swamp. They're staying off the trails, they're dude. safe, yeah. 
I mean, it could happen. It's a dang good time to go in there. I still say the best date is October 17th. Killed three on October 17th. That's wild. Three headmothers. I, I keep, well, Colton and I keep bouncing back and forth from each other. I'm like, I feel like opening day, at least one's dying. I mean, <laughs> uh, of both season, I think at least one's dying, dude. I mean, just that, fir- that first sit on there is just, I mean, we'll be there. They just got to show up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've only messed around back there like three times. And this is all way before, we hung it way before. We did, you know, some tree removal stuff that from the storm, and we went back out there just to double check they were still standing. That's the that's the other thing I need to check on that swamp stand because that's the only one I haven't checked up on from all these storms. I have no idea. You definitely want to get back or soon to check that. Yeah, it could have fell over. And that's that. the thing too the the grass path going back to that stand. Yeah. Last year I drove my four wheeler and I had to stand up on my four wheeler to drive through it. To get to my stand. Nice. And it's thick. And they they just bed right there, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They can hear you coming well before you see them. But I was I was telling them, I was like, that that first sit and basically any, I mean, any sit, we really got to go in there locked in. Like, the other stand, we can be more at ease. Like, they're. They're so used to Grandpa grilling back there. They're so used to, you know, it's in a great spot. It's just they're used to all the commotion. That's like to stand behind dads. They're used to the commotion. Where you can sneak in, you know, an hour to last light and get a quick sit. But, I mean, we're going to have to be on our A game going into that. He calls it the Kenny Loggins stand. It's (laughs) at... uh, you know, we're really going to have to approach that differently. I'm still trying to think of ways to get to my tower blind at reduction zone because it's a little bit farther walk of where I normally sit. Yeah. Um, but when we went out there, there's a, like, mowed down path where these deer are walking 20 yards right in front of the corner of that tower blind. And I got the blind on it. I mean, it was framed for a while, and then I put the blind up. And uh, they're they're just walking right in front of it. I might just mount the camera to the front of that frame. Good. I mean, why not? As I'm gonna put my mock scrape right there. There's a bunch of branches. I was just getting ready to ask you. Yeah. When you put mock scrapes out? Next time I'm going. Uh, uh-huh. I'm sure. Tra- what would you recommend? So it's we're what we're. It's the 15th of July right now. Yes. I can obviously hit this place a lot easier than I can driving up there to do it. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. I think how I'm going to approach up there for reduction, I might go up in there like mid-August and dump some out and then go up like September 1st and dump some more out. Give it 14, give it like 14 days. It's a long drive to go up there, dude. Well, that's true. What about here? Here is a lot easier. Here I could I could be doing it right now. When are you going to start? Well, seeing as they uh, completely destroyed my mineral block, which yeah. I, which usually lasts me like a while, they cleaned it out in three weeks. Probably because you have more deer back there now. I think that's... They're digging holes back there. Potholes. Um, yeah, it's time. It's time to get mock shapes around. 
So I don't know if I should go back, buy another bag of, if I should buy like a bag of corn, throw it out there. Yeah. And, and I, I probably oh. need another block, dude, because it's, it's gone. I, and that's the thing. My camera got bumped back there, so I don't actually know when it was done. I mean, it could have been done in a week, two weeks. Mm-hmm. All I know is it's been three weeks since we hung that camera. I had a deer bump a camera in Claypool already in three days. Turned it. I turned back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I... They're funny. They just stick their nose right up in there. Yep. What is this? So I think I think next Friday, when I get paid, I'll go buy another another block at least with my jam or whatever. I had to try a new jam this time, boss sauce. You use the jam? I, uh, yeah, so I put I put the mineral block down. Yeah. Because you touch it, right? Yeah. You know, trying to get it set. Well, kind of. Well, I, I carefully... I leave, the plastic, I leave the plastic on. Yeah, that's what I do. When I get there, I take a knife, make one slit, I grab the plastic and let it roll out the plastic on the ground. Okay, see, so I, leave, I let mine sit up there so it doesn't just go straight in the... It's going in the wood. It's going in the... Like with rain... Oh, God. It's it. going straight in the wood, then in the ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, so I put it down, and then I dump this jug on it and just coat it. Just absolutely coat the crap out of it. And smell it. I, just, I don't know. That's what I I've been doing. Same thing, but I pour sugar on top. <laughs> I might try It's cheaper, I'm sure. Look, this is 10 bucks. Yeah. You yeah, probably what? A bag what? of sugar, a big bag of sugar. Yeah, it's not that much. But they just love it. They love the sweet taste of sugar. I'm down to try it. And I learned that off uh, Facebook two, three, four years ago. Somebody was like, don't waste your money on all this stuff. Just try this. I saw one guy using Morton softener salt with pellets. Really? Yep. That I haven't heard of yet. Which is salt. So. I got a couple salt blocks out. But But yeah, I'll probably get another mineral block. Sugar. Not a whole lot, just enough. Cover the top. Then once they start rooting through that corn, all that sugar trickles down through it, and yeah, they just mix <laughs> it themselves. You don't even have to. My question is, how many more blocks am I gonna have to buy before the season <laughs> starts? <laughs> well, about to start buying peanut butter jars and cutting the ends off, screwing them on trees. Have you seen that? that? Too. Yes, yeah. Yes, Where I have. you just screw the lid on. Screw the peanut butter in and cut the lid. Yep. I know. Might be cheaper than a $20 block. You know. Again, you're like that sugar. So, like I said, I'm putting that food plot mix out. But yeah, like you said, I might I might be having more more deer than what I'm used to. That's a possibility. It's probably why I should put a mock scrape out and see what happens. Put some alcoholic in there. The one thing that sucks, so there was a tree back there where they do the community scrape. I think I showed you. Yes, you did. That tree got struck by lightning and fell over. No. Yeah. So now I gotta, make I gotta make one closer. Straight. Yeah. Make a big one. See what happens. You busy next weekend? What is next weekend? I don't know. I have to look. Twenty second. Why? What are you thinking? Thinking you need to go back here. You go do it. Clear your eyes spot. Car hood size. Yeah, community scrape. Why not? Do that and then uh, take nope. a complete scrape and white tail bedding. Put some complete scrape in there. 
The only thing that was spray around with white tail bedding, spray the limb overhanging limb above, and walk away. Put a camera on it. Walk and away. We'll see what happens. The only thing that's nice about that community scrape didn't getting destroyed is it was like a fifty yard shot. And yeah, I made one last year closer. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do on that trail where it winds up closer to the stand. Mm-hmm. Right there. That way I can run up real quick, drop some shit, get in the stand. You know what I mean? Start my mock scrape runs next weekend. And everything comes out. Rockaholic in the bag. Got the hemp rope and everything. Yep. I'm going a little thicker one this year, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to try a three-quarter instead of the thin stuff. Dip it and let it flip. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now another thing I'm gonna try this year too. You gonna try hemp rope? If I, I gotta get some complete scrape, I will. I bought the white tail bedding and the gels tonight. Yes. So the complete scrape gels. What I'm gonna do this year, since I normally take two rattling antlers out, is I don't. I haven't decided if I'm gonna drill a hole and send paracord through them. But I'm going to add one more, and I'm going to put it in there, and hang it over the side of the tree on, on rope. And I'm on the ground. On the ground, and smacking them. Yep. And it's going to kick up leaves, sticks, all that shit. And one, I wish I could say I could come up with it, but I didn't. But No, I've I w- seen it too. That video. Yep. And, you know, it makes sense. Now the noise is down there. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I also listened to a nice podcast the other day where the guy was talking about rattling tactics. And he was talking about <coughs> don't just go ape shit with them. No. He said tickle. Tickle. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's like, it's not a constant, you know, it's, there's a sequence. There's, you know. Well, yeah, they're going to go in it and they're going to just like sit there and bully each other around and click, 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 and then go at it. So, yeah, I'm. Yeah. That's that's my plan this year. I don't know how it's going to work carrying them. I mean, I have a backpack, but I, I just feel like it's going to be a game changer. You let me know. I will. I'm gonna... I'll let you try it this year, and we'll see what happens. Also, the guy was talking about how <clears throat> he's like, you ever call in bucks, but it's always like smaller ones? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So he said he thinks that maybe there's something to the density of the bone. So like... Instead of going out there with, like, a 100-inch set rattling, go out there with, like, if you can, like a 130, 140, something like that. Or do one instead of doing, like, a pair deer. Like, this is the same set from the same deer. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, all right, yeah, you got a three-pointer here, then grab a four-point side if you can. So you got two different, yeah. can, you know, two different, because they're all different. Yes, they are. And he's like... I've just started trying that, and he's like, now don't go out there with the mongoloids, you know, and start running everything off that's out there. But, I don't know, just something to think of. I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad thought. I mean, no. grab two different sets and and match them or, what, or whatever you want to do. But I'm going to try that thing on the rope on the ground this year. Guys try all kinds of different things. Don't know unless you try. All I know is I'm going to shit bricks if that works. Hmm. Throwing it on the ground and be like, Matt. Yeah, you're going to call me if it works. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the next one to try. <laughs> Most definitely. So we'll see. I mean, it makes sense because you're doing it from up in the air. There's no ground noise. Mm-hmm. They're not dumb. Unless you're in a ground blind. But, yeah. But you start kicking leaves up and painting the scene. I mean, grunting, you know, obviously while you do it. 
Yeah. I'm yeah, still not big on one hand to shake it with a rope to make all that action. You got your other hand to use a grunt call at the same time why it's happening. And a bow in your hand. <laughs> yeah, so you really don't have to stop one thing to do another. It can all run in sequence. Yeah. Yeah, because I usually I'm rattling with the tube in my mouth and I and you can't cup it, you know. No. Which I guess you'd still have the bow out, but you could cup it. And then, you know, I don't know. Just something new to try, I guess. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But, uh, no, nothing's, nothing's going to be passed this year because we're already almost out of our stuff, the deer meat. So. Oh, I know. It went quick. I'm glad I get to take my boy out this year for youth deer, letting him eat on it. Thank God for hunting because food is getting expensive. Yep. Very expensive. Well, I'm glad I got that fucker right back there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, nothing's getting passed. And we're going to do the rabbit, se or the squirrel season here coming up soon. Then the dove, then the deer. Then I wanted I want to go rabbit hunting out here. Probably late goose season hunt too. That's if that's if everything's going well. The goose is February, but uh, going up to Michigan for another opportunity at a weekend. You talk about some pressure. It sounds like there'll be some pressure. It is. The deer density is different, but uh, you got three days. You just dropped 200 bucks. You know. Get her done. Yep. I'll be sitting as long as I can. Oh, days. dude, that was the hardest I've ever hunted in my life. Mm -hmm. We came in for lunch, went right back out, and had deer walk right in front of me. I mean, I already shot my doe first morning, 9 a.m. You know, that is just, I should have waited for the buck, but <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I I had a I had almost two hundred dollars, you know. I was like, so, yeah, something's got to die. Twenty yards. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. I'm gonna get my money back. Yep. So I'm excited to do that again. Plus, there's I don't know, there's something cool about just going up there at a cabin and uh, hanging out up there, roughing it three three days, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, and the shotgun. Not done yet. <laughs> shotgun, no scope, <laughs> just bead. <laughs> <laughs> I got a semi-auto this time now, though. So, uh oh, I got, yeah, I got a Stoger M3000, oh, which is made man. by Manelli. So, that's a story in and of itself for a different time. But, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sounds like a good oh, one. Judas Priest, dude. <laughs> Bought a gun. Choke was seized in there. Took it back. And uh, he's like, oh, I'll put you into this one. And uh, I was like, are you better check that choke? Or he already did, or, so, or he was going to check it anyway. Goes to check the choke on that different brand. Seized. Brand new. These are two brand new Damn, guns. Damn, that's a bad day for you. Yeah. And then I was like, I was about to walk out. And, uh, you know, the other gun that was up there was that Stoker. And it came with three chokes. And same price as what the other two were, which were less because of the hardship I was going through. Well, so, at least they did something. Yeah, that's some serious hardship. Yep. 
Who has that bad of luck? Me. <laughs> the only lottery I'm going to win is getting drafted or Hunger Games. Oh, damn. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, I don't. Things are going to be ramping up here soon, and it's going to be here before we know it. Oh, I know. It's going really quick. It is. Less than three months to go. Mm hmm. I think I'm down to, I think it was 61 days now. I still wait till October 1st. I don't get the reduction zone stuff yet, but. That, that's kind of bittersweet, too, because it's like, see all these bucks. Yeah. And then you're, you got to shoot that doe first. It's it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I know. I've been <laughs> thinking about it. I've been hearing you for the last couple of years. But yeah. Other than that, you got anything else of wise wisdom or uh, something you want to share or? We got so much coming up. Shoot your damn bow. That's a shoot that's a your tip. Damn bow. Yes. Get out and shoot now until season. Shoot during the season. Now's the time. I will be shooting. I'll be breaking in that whisker biscuit. And there's there's some people that haven't haven't got a jump yet. And no, I know there's some people like my brother. Who wasted a lot the last week beforehand and he starts shooting? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You got to at least fling one arrow, dude. I know it. But uh, that's what I'm saying. I feel I feel really good about this season. This is the most prep I've ever done beforehand. Same here. Both got new camo. Yep, both got new camo. Yeah, what you go ahead and share that real quick since we about, we about forgot about that. Well, I ended up going with the Cabela's Instinct. I just like the pattern and... The clothing is so comfortable. We're just going to see what happens. But yeah, it's hoping it works. I got to buy my late season. Yeah, same. Why I went with the the whole Badlands thing is it's the last one you'll buy because lifetime warranty, unconditional. You had me about hooked on that, and then. It's we kinda, had to go to Chicago for her for a surgery, and we stopped at Bass Pro on uh, the way. Yep, that'll get you every time. And I saw that, I'm like, oh, I love that pattern, and I felt I'm like, I like to feel these clothes. Yep. They're not scratchy, they're soft, oh, but dude. yet they're tough. I'm so amped. I can't. Yeah. I don't care how hot it is on my early season stuff, dude. Nope. I don't even care, because it ain't going to matter. <laughs> it's, it's like you're not even wearing nothing. Hmm. I'm ready. But there's so much to do before October 1st. Yeah, all all my stands and shit are hung. The only thing I got to do up north is uh, get a propane heater in there for the tower for late season. Jim Shockey once again will be proud. <laughs> I'm just saying. Got that heater in the stand, dude. That because that season Rocking runs it. runs till almost February. I know. And dude, that east wind up there. Shit, it's funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? I'm and you know what? it's probably gonna buy me some more time. And guess what? If it starts dumping down rain, guess where I can go that's yeah. 70 yards away? That tower. I know it. So, I I don't... I, th- I still think my first sit up there, I'm going to sit in my, my pinch tree, which is sitting right off a four-wheeler trail, and they have to walk through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's just it's knock on wood it's always produced dude i've i've, I've killed a lot of deer out of that stand my uncle's like i don't know how you shoot them out of that stand because it it doesn't seem like it'd be a good spot but dude they it's just worked if it ain't broke don't fix it yep that's exactly right so i've had the same stand in the river bottom in leesburg 35 years <laughs> every year there's a deal that Deer that can be killed out of that stand every year for 35 years. I'm tried and true. If I kill one, my cousin comes in there, he'll kill one. It's just. Yep. 50 by 100 yards. Yep. 100 yards long, 50 yards deep, but it butts up against a lot of river bottom. Dude. And you never know what's going to come down that damn river bottom. No, you got the river and you got the hill, and they come right down that pinch point every time. They funnel right past you. Yeah, that has been the hottest spot I've ever had in my life. 35 years strong, deer have been killed there every single year. That is insane. Yeah. I'd love to hunt a river bottom. I think that'd be dope. Because they say, like, you never know what's going to take that travel. But here's the kicker. Like, 10 years ago, somebody bought that whole river bottom, which is just across the fence from where we hunt. We're hunting right on the edge of it. They paid, like, $500,000. It's from County Road to County Road. And the lawyer bought it. He don't allow no hunting. So the friendship I made with the farmer, what dad made when I was a kid, still holds true today. He always said we'd be the only ones in there, and it's true. We are. Yeah, it's... It's unreal. So this guy owns the property, and you guys still are able to go in there. No, no, no. Oh, we next to it. Farm gotcha, gotcha. Across the fence, but the way it's set up down in there, they have to come down the gully. That's or nice. Across the river. Ninety percent of the time, they come down the dry side and don't cross the river. But why, if why you shoot them down in there, you got to make sure you kill them because they can cross the river really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the good part. There's no hunting pressure back there. So he just bought it to... He likes to watch the wildlife. So do I. Because we drove around the other side and we talked to him a couple years ago. Three or four years ago. Right after he bought it, he's changed hands twice. This last, latest guy bought it three or four years ago. And went over and talked to him. Gave our name, phone numbers. Told him we'd keep trespassers out and watch his woods. We just sit right on the other side hunting. There's no biggie. We asked him, you know, if we kill one, go to your side, come and get it. Yeah. Oh, that's nice at least that you have that. So we got each other's phone numbers and there's never been a problem. So no, it's great. I was going to say, we, we like to watch wildlife more than... That's when my cousin killed his big buck last year. Really? My stand right there. Oh, my God. With Rackaholic. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you guys are wanting to try something new this year, I highly advise you hitting up Rackahawk Outdoors because it's changed the way I hunt. And it's changed the way I hunt too. Yeah, it's I I don't even have, I don't even know if I have a word for it. I mean, it's just <coughs> the confidence that you have walking in, smelling like a deer, the 
you know, these does and bucks are hitting these scrapes. Uh, they absolutely tear up your woods because they think a foreign deer's in there. Uh, I, I mean, you know, we hunted wrong winds on purpose, and I told these guys before we tried it, I was like, we're going to put it to the test. Sat wrong winds on purpose, they come downwind of us. Uh, That's right. We're I mean, the same path you walk in on. Not one Straight blow at all this year. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you other than, how, I mean, how much is that a bottle usually? Whitetail bedding is fourteen ninety nine. That's an eight ounce bottle, and depending how much you want to spray at a time, I think it lasts all year, depending yeah. on how you use it. Yeah. Not how I use it, but yeah. No. no. <laughs> Seasons that I run scrapes and cameras and during season. Now during season, I only use maybe two bottles, but I use another two bottles in the off season. Yeah, I mean, like to spray things, and I sprayed weeds around a mock scrape that you know I've made before with it, and it's on camera. The deer are bedded in the weeds right beside. Oh the yeah, spray oh yeah. Because it smells like a deer. Yep. White tail bedding. It's great. I mean, I don't know how else to push. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it, but no, I mean, it's got us out of so many jams. I don't know how many times last year. I mean, I even made posts about it, how I had to sit in my tree stand an hour plus. Yes. After light. They won't go away. They won't. They won't leave you alone. Her, close enough where you can hear them chewing acorns right underneath you, and yes. you're stuck in there last light. It's happened. And their, happened. their chills can be, I shine my spotlight on them, and their, you know, their tails just flicker, and they're just eating acorns right underneath me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, my wife's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, I can't get down. Yeah. I don't want to blow the spot out. I've like, had it happen. You know. Yeah. Stuff is a my It's amazing. And at night, your thermals are going straight to the ground. So, I mean, what... They, they walked in on the same trail I walked on. I don't know how many times. But, I mean, it just... Until you guys try the product, I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. you Got to try it. Yeah. Got to. You want to you kill deer or... You want to push the envelope and be in their bedroom? Now, this year we are selling the combo, which is the whitetail bedding and the complete scrape as a mock scrape combo. Nice. Um, anybody can order it. It's, it's going to be $30. But one bottle of the whitetail bedding and one of the jars of the beads, the rehydrating beads. Yep. Complete scrape. You can. I mean, that'll last you. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I went to Michigan, it didn't. Because I put all my. (laughs) Dude, I was dumping that stuff out like a madman. That's a different situation. (laughs) But I will say, it depends how sparse you are with it, or how much you like to cake on at a time. It doesn't take much. No. Mm. No pretty bad when i walked in up there one evening just got in the blind it's on the ground and i had a doe walk right behind me and pee in the scrape i made yeah that fast i don't know what else to tell them i mean they <laughs> you gotta try it it is amazing like last year that doe i watched pee in the scrape that i refreshed him before i sat the stand mm-hmm. that buck was right behind her she was peeing he stuck his head right down in it Yep. She went on, he went on. 
but they hit that screen. Shot a doe early September. Had three mature bucks walk right underneath my stand and stay downwind of me when I took a 13-yard shot at that doe. And one of one of the bucks was in the scrape. The other two, I don't remember exactly what they were doing, but they were right there. Two years in a row, I could have killed a buck off the scrapes I made in front of my stands. The one at Chuck's last year, <laughs> where he stopped to wind it, and the arrow rest screwed up. Oh, God. Come loose, went over his back at 20 yards. He's standing right next to that scrape because he had his head up and he was sniffing. God. That would have been one. And then in 20, I killed that one. When we got introduced right off the scrape in 40 mile an hour wind. Yep, remember that. Yeah. Both them deer come off them scrapes. Now we're on year number three. See what happens this year. Yep. I'd love to do it. Again. What I love to think about, you think back to 2020 and you think of like, which maybe some people don't remember the smaller deer or whatever. But I, I said it to Colton the other day. I was like, you've been hunting out here, what, like five years now? So that little spike you probably saw your first time, he's five now if mm-hmm. he made it. You know, 2020 when you killed your buck, three years also has gone by. Yeah. And how many three-year-olds you see that time? I mean, you know, if they're still alive, I just like to think well, about I'm that still stuff. I watching it because Hightower that I talked about earlier. Yeah. He was with that buck that I killed in 20. I'm still following this buck, and he's still hitting my scrapes. I just haven't caught him yet during daylight. It'll happen. I had my chance last year at him, but he was chasing a doe and never stopped. Oh, my God. He was 30 yards from me. (laughs) Just kicked that cornfield. Should have just yelled at him. I know. I know it. But I seen him. Come full draw, and then, Hey! Still around this year, which you should be, because we found his sheds. Yeah, it's a three-year quest. I can't I wait. He showed up the same time that buck showed up that I killed in twenty. That looks like your weird buck. Yep. Yeah, just the opposite sides. And yeah, I'm still chasing that deer from twenty twenty. It was just whoever came first. Well, that one came first. Yep. Now this one's two years later. Twice as big as he was in. Yeah. I'm excited. It needs to come it needs to come quick. Well it is, but uh it is, and I'm gonna put that scrape right in the same place I have the last two years since twenty twenty. We're gonna try it again. They hit it, they come to it every year. That I've started this with Rack and Hole. I just can't believe it. It's fun. Yeah. It is fun. Like I said, yeah, it's changed the way we hunt. Yep. That's how I hunt, and I love it. Yeah, I I, I don't even... Great, not the one they made, and then kill them off that. It is so satisfying. Well, and then now you're not even, you know, you don't even have to really hunt the... Which, yeah, two parts to this. You don't even have to hunt the, the stand that's preferable to the wind. Because no. it can give you just enough to get into a different spot. And also, like I think, you know, you, yeah, you got to hunt, you know, what wind's good for you. But you also got to hunt what wind's good for him. Yes. Because he's going to play that different too. Oh, yeah. So, I, I man, it yeah. just, it, the difference it makes is just. They're always going to come in downwind. Yep. Big ones always come in downwind no matter what. So. If you're sitting in the stand and you're facing, you know, um, 
east and winds blowing to the north, he's coming from the north. They're always going in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just I I'm ready for season, dude. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm I'm way too I'm jacked. Let's do this. We'll get them down and. Well, I will be posting what happens. There will be updates on blue collar. There'll be updates on rockaholic. Oh yeah, keep it coming. Started next weekend. Keep it coming. Oh, I will. We'll have feed pictures. We'll have scrape pictures. Hopefully, we'll just let it play out. I hope we can all shoot giants this year. I think. I, I, I just. I think everybody's due for giants. It's been a long time for mongoloids out there. Well, it's been a long time since I've killed two, I don't know to call them, you know, huge bucks, but nice bucks. Oh, they're big. Decent bucks, back to back. Whether it was a bow or a truck, it still happened. So I'm trying to go three years in a row. Do you ever think there's something to every time you forget something's when you kill? Yes. There's something to it. The day you think you're screwed and you forgot something, it you're happens. Gonna go right, boom, there stands. And I think that's where this year I'm really going to try to focus on on locking in. You know, if if, if something ain't going the way or like you might have got hold up, gotten getting to the stand. Mm -hmm. I think I still just need to focus on taking my time. You're going to get out there and be ready because. It just seems like every time something happens, like th this year, I took a shit over the side of the stand, yeah. killed a buck. I mean, it barely got uh -huh. my pants buckled. So like, well, that's just as bad as forty mile an hour wind. Yep. Yeah, forty mile an hour wind. There comes a deer. Buck check a scrape. Did you even hear him coming in that? No. Yeah. You, there's no way you could. Twenty yards on me. Yeah. There's no way you could. No. He came in from behind me. I just happened to look over, and there he was. Yeah, had his head in the scrape. Then he was just getting done, and he come right behind me. So it was me and the tree in the way. So as soon as he got right level with me in the tree, I stood up real quick, spun around. Just in time, he was going that way. Mm. I had to meh really loud because it was windy. Trees were rocking, it was noisy. Caught just enough his attention. He stopped for that five seconds to give me a shot. Through the heart, didn't go 20. <laughs> then I called my brother. <laughs> he down. Yep. He couldn't believe it. He says, he stands right there. I said, no, he's laying right there. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I'm ready to hear the epic stories for this year. I know something wild is going to happen. Something wild always happens. It always does. I just, I'm hoping this year it goes right. Yep. Try and shoot the bow as much as I can, and be ready for that. Be ready for that time. It's time. One time sit closer. One sit closer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about all I got for that. Thanks again for making the trip out here and bringing sense to. Uh, no problem. If you guys need any sense, look up Rack of Hawk Outdoors. It's gonna be the season's gonna be right here before you know it, and. Now's the time to be getting these boys adjusted to the scent that you're throwing out. Get them curious. Anybody wants to hook up on mock scrape setup, get on Rackaholic. Message me, message Kyle Miller. 
we will try and get it to you as fast as we can. Package is $30. You get a bottle of whitetail bedding and a jar of complete scrape. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yep. And don't take much. Nope. So, you guys know where we stand and deer don't care about your feelings. Ha! No, they don't. Shoot the damn bow. <laughs> People, shoot the damn bow. Yes. We'll see ya. <laughs>